0: october 17th we are well into the uh, the nhl season so far the regular season this year rick talkett has already locked up coach of the year leafs are dead columbus might stink time is a flat circle but something that is new here, or should be new into your arsenal, is adding an odds comparison tool like BetStamp. Gone are the days of having to manually line shop across every single sports book. You can do so using an odds aggregator like BetStamp because the easiest way to improve as a sports better is by using multiple sports books and always getting the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp to do so. BetStamp compares odds across every sports book, whether it be for games, futures, or player props. You can save time and money by checking BetStamp before you bet, so make sure to download the app today. If you are looking to sign up for a new sports book, you see someone up here on the screen that you don't have yet, please make sure to go over to the link in the description. That is betstamp.app edgework, or you could just click that link in the description to sign up for those sports books. It does help support the show, But, guys, I mean, Matt, I'll go to you first here. Uh, Rick Tockett, 2-0, 8-1, massive win against the Edmonton Oilers. Another big win following it up on Saturday night, yet again against the Oilers. How are you feeling about holding that ticket right now?
1: Uh, Really good, because apparently Rick Rick Tockett has the ability to Jedi mind trick opposing goaltenders, at least in the case of the Edmonton Oilers, anyway into playing pretty terribly because to be honest with you right now and you know I don't know if we want to get right into tonight's game with regards to the Canucks and the Flyers uh the Canucks might have been a little bit it's hard to say they're lucky when they won a game eight to one but when you look at some of their advanced metrics at even strength uh once we change the opposition from the Oilers and their goaltending woes um we might have to take a bit of a step back on the uh the, the Rick Talkett uh award um, that will be renamed for him next season. Um, but we'll see. You know what? Good start. With, you know, What else do you want from from kind of a long shot Jack Adams award than actually getting some attention in the first week of the season, right? There's nothing wrong with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, come out strong. Come out the gate swinging after you gave your uh, big spiel about why it was all for Rick Talkett and so money. This was the year for, for them. Richard Talkett, as you called him, out in Vancouver. And then <laughs> Moretto. I mean... They you, gotta <laughs> you gotta be feeling pretty good you gotta be feeling pretty good this morning you uh you gave out a ghost pick on yesterday's show it was the only one that we had that one so you kind of saved us from going over and what now you think you're too good for us or what's going on
2: no i just i want to like provide some winners when the camera is actually on me you know i feel very much uh very much like a bit of a coward here you know i, I win behind the scenes and then you know the the spotlight's <laughs> on and everything goes to shit so uh yeah. I also, you know, Matt, I just want to say last year you gave out, you know, hacks all and again, kind of came in second place last year and it's just sucks to talk. It's going to have the same fate when, uh, Andre Turingi wins this year. So it is what it is. Um, you know, it, it's still, you know, it's still a good thing to have in the portfolio, but, um, uh, and also Zach, once again, this is the second time I've been on here when the Habs are playing. And again, you've used a player from the opposing team that they are facing in the photo of the thumbnail and, uh, just, just I don't know what I've done to you, but um, you just keep you keep it coming. And all right, I'm just I'm just getting used to it now. I'm just adjusting to you know the new norm for this season.
0: <laughs> In all honesty, uh, this time genuinely. I had no, it didn't cross my mind at all. Like I wasn't even realizing (laughs) that they were even playing the Habs. I was looking to see, and I saw Minnesota was on the schedule there. I just threw Caprice off it and I had the, I had the thing partially ready to go for him. So, uh, I went with that. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Funny how that works. (laughs) Yeah. It's hilarious. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, again, as always, if you're in the chat here, you're new to the chat, please make sure to subscribe to the channel. I mean, that's first and foremost. If you're here and you're not subscribed, I don't know what you're doing, why you wouldn't be subscribed. We're giving out winners here on this show over the course of a full season, a large sample size last year. So hopefully we'll continue to do that so far throughout this year. Uh, But make sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit like while you're watching. And if you are in the chat and you do have questions, please make sure to send them in there. We'll try to answer them throughout the course of the show. But boys sent off this morning uh we don't have a little bumper or intro into this segment but we're going to be introducing something new here today we're going to call it carry on or call it off so we'll go through some of the games from the night before and discuss whether we're going to be changing uh staying the same or continuing on with our evaluations of teams that we saw last night so we'll go through some of those so Moreto, I'm going to go to you first. We see a bunch of different teams play last night. There was one that you were messaging me about. It's a little bit of a pain point for myself, but I'm going to, uh, going to open the door. The Toronto Maple Leafs, your evaluation of them ahead of the season and what you've seen through three games. How are you feeling right now? Any adjustments that need to be made? What are your thoughts?
2: I think uh, Matt and I probably share similar views here, so I don't want to go too in deep because I think i would bashed the Leafs enough on this show. And, uh, you know, I don't want to like it comes across as bias at a certain point, but like genuinely like taking the team name aside. If this was like I was telling you last night, if this if you swap the players completely with the Avalanche, if this was like the abs that had the Leafs roster. I would feel the same way about this team. It has nothing to do with the fact that they are the Leafs. I just think defensively, (laughs) nothing, nothing to do with it at all. Uh, I think defensively, they're like a a real problem though. And like, this is, it's it's hard to, five on five, they've struggled. Um, I think that's largely down to the fact that they are getting hemmed in their end too often. They're unable to transition well. Um, There's too much onus on those top six forwards to kind of create everything for them. They're not getting any scoring support from the bottom six right now and defensively they're just like McCabe looks brutal um brody's been bad giordano i i love giordano as a player and what he's done for so many years in this league but he's basically done at this point um and you have to like start to wonder like what do you do if you're the least because it's not a matter of just you know okay well we have to bring in a guy like you know pareco or someone that can short things up it's like you might need to bring in like three guys on the back end to make this you know sort of salvageable um so yeah that's That's a bit of a concern for me. And goaltending hasn't been great, but goaltending can be streaky. So, like, I'm not necessarily, like, all out on their goaltending right now. I think that that can come around.
0: Yeah. Um, As someone who's watching every one of these games, I don't have any disagreements, really. Uh, The goaltending, again, it's still one of those things where it's just like, can the guy get hot at the right time? Yes. Okay, then what are we talking about here is kind of the way I'm evaluating that. The defense – it's a problem. Um, it was a problem that was recognized. I know, like you guys are on that same page, but for me, I had talked about it on other shows. Is it was something that I had an issue with from the summer, and then it was in the preseason, and people kept saying, "Well, oh, it's the preseason; they're not playing with the proper partners." And I was like, "Well, they, they still stink." And then <laughs> the regular season came, and it was like, "Yeah, the, this defense is no good. Uh, it is what we thought with it." Well, what? We thought they are who we thought they were is essentially what that defense is. I think the offense is fine. I mean, you score 13 goals through your first three games. You find ways to put it in back of the net. I think last night you kind of had a spot where Soderblom played pretty well. Like, I'm not going to take anything away from him there. But ultimately, it's also like, so Chicago Blackhawks, you kind of got to find ways to score goals like So, yeah, I don't know. That's where I'm at with them. But Matt, you kind of share the same opinion
1: yeah i mean listen this we could we we could just clip this and then i could just miss every other episode that we talk about the leafs and you can just replay it over and over and over again because fundamentally it's a cultural thing right and i don't even mean just the organization like i'm sorry zach it's a fan base as well because as long as we're all excited about the shiny baubles that are the four high paid forwards you don't need four high paid forwards right you don't need those guys you need something on the back end as well right like you need depth to win in the playoffs and so as long as we're getting excited about austin matthews hat tricks in october and that's going to be the pinnacle of success the thing that we're going to brag to our friends about how off how off how awesome austin that's all matthews i have is. matt that's all but, i have and that's what i mean it's like, it's like it, yeah it's like if that's what, you know all you have and uh, then you're screwed right because if that's what yeah. you have to make you happy then then i'm sorry like it's just going to end the exact same way over and over and over again right and so it's just fundamentally the team is just built off kilter and, and one of these guys has to go. And I'm not saying that you can like make this change like tomorrow. And all of a sudden there's going to be, you know, the the Leafs are going to have all kinds of depth or whatever, but honestly, like they got themselves into a weird spot where they're like, man, we got really, we got four really good forwards that we have to pay a bunch of money to and we can't just snap our fingers and make the you know the team deeper and therefore more successful in the playoffs because what happens if one of those two one one or two of those guys gets hurt or is just unproductive in the playoffs, it all falls apart. Right. And so like, yeah, it's great. Like Austin Matthews, whoopee woo against the wild and the and the Canadians. But like, I'm sorry, this, the ending is going to be the same each time. The goaltending's going to bum you out. The defense is going to bum you out. And when Austin Matthews isn't scoring a hat-trick, like that's literally what they need to win some of, some of these games is like, dial up the Matthews hat-trick. It's like, okay, we won now. It's like, it took you that much to beat the Montreal Canadiens. No offense, Al. Whoa, whoa. But, <laughs> you, but whoa. You, you know what I mean? Like that's worth celebrating at this point. So it's just it's yeah. the same thing over and over and over again. And like as somebody who honestly doesn't care one way or another, I'm not a Canadiens fan. I'm not a Habs fan, or a, uh, excuse me, a Leafs fan. I, I don't care about any of it. It's just like I'm sitting here watching this and going like the plot is completely lost when it comes to, you know, following and supporting the, the Maple Leafs and, and we're just cheering for the wrong things at this point. Right. And I mean, you're not mm-hmm. going to sit back and be like, Oh, stupid Austin Matthews with another hat trick. Like it's, that's not what I, that's not what I'm saying. Like you're obviously thrilled that they're winning the games and he's awesome. Cause he is awesome. But like all of this, you know, at this point, you know, it's different. If another franchise and you know, I make the comparison, like Brock Besser scoring four goals, it's like, the Canucks, that is literally all they have. And, like, a Brock Besser, Besser four-goal game and an 8-1 win against the Oilers, it's like, this is the greatest thing because, like, nothing else has happened in the last five years. Like, the Leafs are honestly should be better than this. They should be beyond the cheering for the Austin Matthews hat-trick situation. Right? Like, yeah. there's more to it, and you got to find the more to it. And I just – it just doesn't seem like this team is capable as they – you know, as you guys talked about last year in in the spring, right? Like, roll it over, bring it back again, right? Like, it's just like, no, no, like it, it's all just stemming from the whole like, okay, we're not going to make any changes except for, you know, obviously, your guy Kyle Dubas failing upwards to Pittsburgh. So, anyway,
0: that, <laughs> that, that, you know, that, we're that's, not talking about it here. We're today. not getting back into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean it's been a seven year abusive relationship with this Maple Leafs team. It's the it's the ex-girlfriend that you have uh you have a good relationship with and then doesn't even end poorly. They just kind of rip your heart out and say, Oh, we gotta go a separate way and you have a good couple of months being single and then they hit you up again and say, Maybe let's try this again. You say, Aha yeah, it'll be different this time. And exactly. I've just fallen into the trap seven it's, years in a row. It's a case
2: of team like team. expectations <laughs> never matching reality where like it there's always these high, lofty expectations around this team, but I think the reality is this team isn't quite at that like cup contender level and they haven't been for a long time. It's just been the expectation of them because of these shiny toys and like because of the fan base and, you know, Matthew Nyes is going to win the Calder and Matthew Nyes is going to score 50 gold <laughs> and like all this stuff. It's like, oh, hey, where's Matthew Nyes been through three games? I'm like, where's this new depth they were supposed to have that hasn't done anything so far? It's just like I think those haven't quite aligned. And until we bring that back down to what the reality is, Um, we're not going to see, you know, any drastic changes or anything that'll actually help this team contend. But,
1: but, and and listen, I want to get back to Zach's love life here in a second. But, (laughs) um, you know, know, Alex, you're pointing out like the, the sort of deep you know uh, uh dark web leaf fandom stuff right with the matthew <laughs> knees stuff like that's just made up nonsense right at least the austin matthews goals are like a tangible thing right right and that's the thing that creates the the excitement and like they might win the division this year right like a loss last night to chicago doesn't necessarily mean they won't win the division it or changes nothing it changes nothing right and, and but winning the division doesn't change anything because the game fundamentally changes in the wrong direction for the leafs come april and they might catch you know a team who you know in last year with tampa bay right they might catch a team who's like plum exhausted after four years of just playing the absolute limit of of games and then all of a sudden they just find a team that's playing better hockey fundamental playoff hockey and then it's just going to go awry but anyway zach Mm. get back to your love life man like what what's so what's going on with you like that sounded that sounded well, great i appreciate the, the
0: support here from so money you know that's <laughs> thank you so much yeah. no i uh as you kind of said i j- made the joke like time is a flat circle and then matt just kind of yeah. added on to it by saying you can play this clip all season long it's like we're joking but we're not and i've co- now done covering this team uh on my own channel for this is now going into the i guess what fourth season of me doing this you have to find a d- different way to say the same thing, because at some point you're just going to be saying the same thing over and over again. So, you know, you just have to dig into bags of analogies and start reading Twitter and stuff to try to find some of these different ways to portray the same thought over and over and over again without just sounding like a broken record. So yeah, you know, you have to get creative with these analogies at some point uh, if you're gonna do uh, Leafs content, I think, especially when it comes to portraying pain. That's enough of leaf talk here for today. I hope people got their fix of that. Uh, another team that has come out here and actually kind of gone the other way is very having a really interesting start to the season, the Detroit Red Wings, off to a really hot start. In terms of where you were at from your preseason evaluations here, Alex, uh, have you kind of turned things up when it comes to the Detroit Red Wings? Have you had to make adjustments for them being a better team? Are you maybe just holding off a little bit? Where are you at with Detroit? Alex, oh Alex. sorry, I thought you
2: said Matt. I don't know why I thought you said Matt. Um, I think I think
1: he pro- you probably thought he was talking about me because you guys talked me out of uh, the coach of the year. Uh, we did last, yes, yeah, so well, I... for the Red Wings. So <laughs> yes, yes, as we a, did.
2: My general association. So I um, can't my, my for bad. them to split it with uh, <laughs> it's not even it's not even a Monday. I can't even blame it on it being Monday. Um, but yeah, I uh, the Detroit is I think a team that we've seen start fast before. Um and i'm still not quite there on them right now they've looked good up to this point schedule hasn't exactly been like daunting so far um i mean yes we talked uh, i know we talked up quite a bit the uh the the uh, lightning and i do think the lightning are going to be good this year they've started really poorly like they have like a 30% expected goal share so far through three games which is quite bad um New Jersey, you know, I think New Jersey is just getting a little while to get going right now. We're going to see a little bit of regression from them. The Wings played that game competitively, lost that first one. And then Columbus has just been an absolute dumpster fire. I think Columbus is a team that we can fade quite a bit um throughout the year i think they're going to be really bad like we've not seen on saturday alex not on saturday <laughs> they did they did get the win on uh saturday and what was a very misleading final score um if you know looking you look at the uh at the box score there it was i think they've been under 40 percent expected goal share five on five in all three games so far um they barely eclipsed a 30 mark against the flyers um barely did it again last night they looked really bad so detroit good story they have started well I think they're going to be competitive they're going to be a team that's attractive to back as dogs because they're going to be in a lot of games with their depth alone um but I think defensively like you look like Petrie was a healthy scratch I don't know you know say what you want about Justin Hall obviously like maybe a third pairing guy at most Goss is there there's a lot of like nice. veterans there that are that are decent but like I just don't think it's something that's sort of sustainable for the Wings
1: Listen, Alex, I, I know you're trying to besmirch the Blue Jackets plus 200 victory on Saturday as if Elvis... <laughs> they Lincoln don't ask how. Was they don't getting... ask how, well, it's not like he was getting pummeled for 40 shots, right? <laughs> like, yeah, you're probably going to end up on the wrong side of the XG percentage when you're up four to one halfway through the game. Like, that's the type of thing that's going to happen. I'm not... Listen, I'm not making the case of the Blue Jackets being good by, by any stretch of the imagination, but I think you're you know, in order to make your case, like you, you know, it, it, and I don't mind it by any, uh, by any means, but it's, it's sort of easy to say that this one thing is,
2: it, you know, is uh, misleading or
1: another where it's like, it's, you,
2: you have a plus 200 dog. The chances are they're going to get outplayed a little bit. I mean, it's yeah. not, it's not a knock on the bet. The bet and, was and a then, great <laughs> bet, you know?
1: Yeah. And that's all I'm saying. So, so um, I'm not trying of, to drag, I'm not
2: trying to drag you down here. There's no, not, there's so none that, of that.
1: You know, every, all they all, uh, all, all the cash, uh, you know, it spends the same, uh, with regards (laughs) to the Red Wings. Um, yeah, I mean, 56% expected goals, uh, even strength, 59% high danger chance at even strength. Right. It's pretty good. Right. So especially for a team that we thought was going to be down, you know, way down potentially, uh, I have them, what the seventh, eighth, ninth worst team when it comes to like the regular season win uh, point total, I should say. So, you know, this is a team that if they're, if you're getting plus money with them until we see, tangible evidence that they're actually not good like why not keep taking shots with them as an underdog right or as a small favorite against teams that like the blue jackets we look at their metrics and even if their record is okay you go like you know, there's pending doom potentially, you know, coming for, for that team or, you know, or some of these other um, teams that have pulled off a couple of upsets in the first week. So yeah, like Detroit, I think is still a buy for me. Like I looked at them at the start of the season, as I mentioned and thought, okay, they might be a little bit better than the market thinks they have literally played better than the market suggests. And so why wouldn't you keep, you know, rolling that out there now? I'm not saying like the yeah. two or three game sample size. And I think that's a theme for basically everything mm-hmm. is when you look at the two or three game sample size, you have to decide, like, am I, am I going to adjust based on what's happened on the ice? And if you're looking at final scores, as Alex said, like that's probably not the right way to do it. But if you're looking deeper into seeing how these teams are playing at even strengths and going like, oh, actually they're playing pretty well. And listen, they're, you know, I don't know they're going to make the playoffs or do anything beyond that, but as kind of a scrappy underdog, especially at home, you know, why aren't the Red Wings a bye here? Right? So if you think that they were going to be okay at the start of the season, they have been okay. There's, you know, it's okay to keep betting on them going forward. So, you know, we'll, we'll let them kind of screw it up the rest, of the, the rest of the way. But for now, I think that's a team that, you know, probably should be rated a couple percentage points higher than the market uh, has them right now.
0: All right, Matt, before we move off of this and we go into our best bets for today is there are a lot of games here tonight. Any final teams for you that you've had to adjust power rankings to at all, um, whether it be up or down throughout the first week of the season?
1: Uh, Alex was high on the Predators last week, and I think that's borne um, pretty well as far as their uh, even strength metrics. Uh, we didn't get around to it last week, or at least uh, on the Tuesday. Uh, you know, I meant to mention that I have the Jets at like ten to one to to win the division. Uh, they're leading the way right now at even strength, uh, expected goal share, and high danger chance share right now. So. Uh, and it's funny because I'm literally fading them tonight because uh, some things some things are undeniable. Um, that being said, like that's a team that I'm bumping up in 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 my ratings here a little bit, um, or at least kind of like the Red Wings, obviously the Coyotes, and honestly, Alex's Canadians. Another team that I'm fading tonight necessarily, not necessarily buying into sort of the let's say average play that the Canadians are bringing to the table when the expectation was obviously below average. Um, Those are kind of the, that's the group of teams. Actually, the Rangers are in there as well. There's You know, there's about six teams that I'm kind of bumping up ever so slightly, or at least kind of like ready to bump up uh, once we get a little bit more of a sample size. But honestly, you have to beat the market, right? You don't want to wait around and see, and you know, you don't want to be the last to know that these teams Mm -hmm. are good. You kind of want to be the first to know. So those are the 16 teams, jets, Rangers, predators,
0: Red Wings, Coyotes, and Canadians. Yeah, Winnipeg Jets, coached by Rick Bonus. Moreto. Rick Bonus.
2: I was admittedly lower on the Jets. I think we talked about this a bit last week, or at least on Wednesday's show with, uh, with Matt Albert, um, who's high on the Jets. I was yeah. not super high on the Jets. It's only two games, or maybe three games, whatever it's been so far. But yes, they have looked fantastic so far. Um, if that continues, I will be the first to admit that I am wrong. But uh, yeah, the the Jets have looked really good. Another team is the Coyotes. I think the Coyotes... Mm-hmm. I was high on the Coyotes I'm on their point total over um you know Turingi coach of the year stuff I think that they have a real chance to like push for a playoff spot um yeah and they have had about a a, as tough a start to the season as you could ask for at the Devils and at the Rangers their first two games of the year and they have looked fantastic in both of those games um incredibly competitive last night at MSG um, not unlucky to lose the game, but like they played that, you know, very tight. One goal loss was pretty indicative of how the game went, um, obviously beating the Devils in their first game. Very impressive. Not that they have a ton in terms of home ice advantage, but like, you know, soon enough, they're going to go back home from this road swing. And I think we're going to see them rack up, a you know, a bit of a, a win streak going. And uh, yeah, I think that I've been really impressed. It's nice to see that. I think a lot of people were a bit higher on the Coyotes in market. So it's not just like something that I was, but um, it's nice to see them actually kind of deliver so far.
0: Yeah, and I know that this doesn't like make the team, but that Logan Cooley, he is disgusting. Yeah. Like, yeah. That kid is fun to watch uh, every time that he's on the ice. It is a lot of fun to watch him play. I can't uh, wait to I- we saying that about Slavkovsky in November, guys. Whew. Yeah, you mean uh, Pierre Engvall? <laughs> <laughs> Next, let's, let's get to the bets for tonight, all right? <laughs> all all right. right, we'll get to tonight's <laughs> best bets. And before we do, again, I want to remind people, if you're watching right now, you're not subscribed to the channel, please hit that subscribe button subscribe here to the channel you can turn on notifications while you're at it and like the stream while you're watching right now we'll give out picks we'll go through all of them if you have questions we'll try to answer those as we go through Uh, and then again as always we will recap at the very end of the show all the picks that are given out we're not going to go through every single game on the board here tonight we'll go through the games that we do have bets in so we'll cover those and then Maybe some ones that we find interesting we'd be looking at, or maybe we're looking and we're getting close to a number on some of those. So Matt, let's go to you first. Uh, First pick of the night, we're looking in the Philadelphia Flyers-Vancouver Canucks game. You already teased it off the top. Coach of the Year Rick Talkett, is he getting handed uh, a loss here tonight by the Philadelphia Flyers?
1: I tell you what, I realize they're the favorite tonight, but if they win this game, you might as well just book it. Uh, Jack Adams Award for him, <laughs> um, honestly. Like you know, it's it, you want again as as a sort of born and bred. You know, it's obviously waned over the years, but theoretical Canucks uh, supporter. Um, I don't want to admit it, but the reality is the reality here. And the Canucks at 38.8 expected goal share at even strength and 31.6 high danger chance uh, share at even strength. Um, It's probably not going to win you a ton of games uh, unless you happen to be playing the Edmonton Oilers and whatever goaltending that they're bringing to the table. Right. And these weird sort of playing the same team to start the season games you know, you're only getting one opponent, like you're getting an extra 60 minutes, you know, getting 120 minutes out of these two teams. But when you're only seeing the same opponent, you know, it's hard for me to kind of, you know, compare and contrast. And the reality is, this is obviously the first different opponent for the Canucks. They are a home uh, excuse me, they are a road favorite. And you've got, you know, the Flyers as a home underdog and Carter Hart, who I don't think is going to be as generous as the Oilers goaltenders over the last couple of games. And so with at a plus money price here, like I think this is a pretty fair price relative to where uh, the mar- the market expected these teams to be with Philadelphia as like a 75 point team and the connects, uh, you know, an 89 point team before the season started. But, again you know if the scoreboard was a little bit different then i think the odds here would be a little bit different but you know unfortunately and you know shout out to our guys so money here but uh yeah gotta go with the flyers as the home underdog here tonight
0: all right well we'll lock that one in first pick uh we're taking the philadelphia flyers money line plus 117 full unit there and for those who are new here to the channel Units tracked full unit, hundred dollar unit. If it's uh, a favorite, you're playing it to win a hundred dollars. Any of these plus money, it is a hundred. We're paying a hundred dollars to win, etc., on the plus money, and then half unit down, obviously, according to what the full unit is at a hundred. So, first bet of the night locked in there with the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, Moretto, before we go off of this game, I know that you had uh, a lean towards the Flyers as well. Is there anything you wanted to add on?
2: No, I think he covered it pretty well. I am um, decent sell high spot on the Canucks. I just, I just can't quite get there with them right now. And I think this is a decent price. I do. I'm not like dying to bet it at this number though. It has been kind of bet into shape a little bit. Um, At this point, it would be more of like a strong lean for me than like a play, but I do lean flyers or nothing here. Yes. Yeah, and that's what I mean by
1: the number being fair. Like, it's bet to where I would expect it to be. It's not some, like, oh, man, there's a couple of percentage points of value Mm -hmm. here on the underdog. It's really more just, like, honestly, we don't know that much about Philly yet. They went on uh, what they road win against the Blue Jackets. The Mighty Blue Jackets. Right, cool. (laughs) And then road loss at Ottawa, who may or may not be a wagon at this point. We don't know. Early early indications are maybe on that. Uh, So, you know, kind of both expected results for for the Flyers. I mean, I guess, you know, road win against any team in the NHL is somewhat impressive. The Rangers couldn't pull that off in Columbus. Um, So, you know, you know, we're not talking that much about the Flyers in this handicap, because I think the Flyers are probably Mm -hmm. around who we thought the Flyers were going to be. Whereas the Canucks, obviously, as you mentioned, it's a pretty good uh, sell high situation here.
2: Yeah, the Flyers, are, I think, have a pretty underrated forward group too. I think mm-hmm. part of the whole thing about like the Flyers being bad this year is the fact that they've openly been saying that we are going to, you know, sell off, we are going to tank, we're re- rebuilding. So eventually they're going to get to a point where they're selling a lot of these guys off. But like for right now, while the team is intact, I think they're actually like a little bit undervalued.
0: Yep. Um, let's go in chronological order here of where the games are at. So, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I can't believe looking at this schedule the way that the NHL... I, I can't believe it, and then all of a sudden I can because it's like it's the NHL, but it's like, okay, you have this opportunity yesterday where you have five different games going off at uh, on your Monday night, you start them all at the exact same time, and then you follow it up on Tuesday, and you go, oh, nice, we're going to stagger the games, and you look at the schedule, 6, 7, 7.30, 8, 10. And then it's like, you got a couple games at 10. So what are we doing here? At NHL, but a 6 p.m. Eastern game. start is,
2: is interesting. That's just <laughs> it's it's happening. What? Where it's like happening. Yeah, it's true. It's happening.
1: I don't know if we've ever talked about this on air, but literally more than once we've off air, we've talked about my theory about how, uh, sporting events are going to be moved up in time to 6 p.m. Uh, Monday night football to 7 p.m., et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, it's starting to trickle in here. We had the, the opening night to, Know, lightning game at five was a five 30, something like that. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. I was even just thinking without looking at the times until you guys started talking about it. I was like, why don't they have the flyers game at six? And then you guys are like six p.m. I'm like, it is at six. This is the greatest <laughs> thing. We're doing yeah. it guys. We're doing it. Six, six 37, yeah. seven 30. Let's go. This is what we need. <laughs> so we're missing a six 30 game here. We'd be right there. Why the Islanders can't play at six 30. I'll, I'll never know. Or Montreal. Montreal could play at 6.30. What are they doing out in Montreal? It's a Canadiens home game. They've pretty much everybody's left work at noon anyway. Like having corned beef
2: sandwiches, man. The, I don't
1: know. <laughs> the arena's right downtown. Like, you know, we can get to a game at 6.30. So, anyway.
0: Oh, Love it. this probably makes sense here. So Money and Mike Bromberg both bring up the Phillies uh the phillies did they games, move they it up? Move is up, that, up
2: is that, that. is that the situation i, that I am so. a diamondback we are not all phillies so money okay We are not <laughs> okay. all Phillies. i've got some long diamondback prices for a upper nl and uh, world series that i'm probably not gonna get anything from but it is what all right is. well
0: <laughs> anyways this habs wild game we've got two best bets in so i know what the second one's going to be matt i'm going to go to you first on this one you are looking at a side which side are you looking at and why here tonight
1: yeah. So, I mean, this goes into the, the second week of the NHL or any sport situation, right, where you go, OK, Montreal playing a little bit better than we thought they were going to from a five on five standpoint. Minnesota's playing a little worse than we thought they were going to from a five on five. They are on of the six teams that are on my sort of bleep list. Right. Capitals, Lightning, we mentioned the Canucks. The Wild and then the Hurricanes and Devils, who are, you know, obviously have been just okay. And when the expectation is literally the two best teams in the league, at least from a regular season point total standpoint, you know, that's obviously a disappointment. So the Wild have been a disappointment so far. So it's like, okay, are we just taking the first two or three games from the season and just treating them as gospel? And in this case, I can't do that. And I feel like the market kind of has here. And minus 129 is. Sorry, just a little bit far, you know, far too low. Uh, anything minus 145 or lower would have been a play for me. You can see in some places, you know, that number is available. A little bit better is available. Some places it's not. So with an off-market price here of minus 129, uh, you know, a pretty reputable book here. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm sorry, Alex. I'm taking the wild tonight for for the outright win. Minus 129 is just too far. And I think honestly, if you look deep within your soul, in your heart of hearts, you would probably agree with me. I, uh, I
2: don't agree with you, but but in your soul though, <laughs> when, uh, so I, the one thing I will add here is when you, when you say an off-market price, when penny are the ones offering the off-market price, nightmare fuel, absolutely. Nightmare fuel, uh, I think that's a, know? I think that's a very fair point 10 years ago. I don't know necessarily
1: like today,
2: but fair enough. I um, I, I. I do kind of like I. So I talked about this last week how I'm a little bit higher on the Habs, at least early in the year, thinking they're a little bit undervalued at forward um, and scoring wise and, you know, just generating offense than uh, then the market has them. And the wild are a team I'm looking to fade. I'm not going to be doing that tonight, though. I'm not putting my money where my mouth is and betting the Habs because of Kirby Dock. Um, without Kirby, Cur- I think that that's actually going to be a massive loss. And I think that I don't necessarily know just how well to price that in because I want to see it first um new hook playing center I'm not sure he can play center or not um you know he's going to be centering that line two that line two that was like dominant against the Leafs uh in game one I think Doc had like a 70% expected goal share he had the two points I think that's just it's just a huge loss for them I, I want to see how this offense chugs along without him so I'm not going to have anything in this game from a side or total perspective but I uh I do like a player prop here. Um, maybe for like a half unit. Um, Raphael Harvey Pinard has been very good through the first few games for Montreal. He was very good in his cameo last season, like the last quarter of the year when he was up there. He's a guy who works so hard to create a lot of his own chances. Um, now finally getting a chance on the top line with uh, Caulfield and Suzuki. He's going to be in a good position to get a goal here. He's been so close in those first few games. Um, I don't think, this is a fair price i think it should be something closer to about plus 250ish um you know something where like you know betway and the score better kind of offer right there i think is a bit fair um you know penny there a little fair so yeah anything above plus 300 i think is worth a half unit here i think that's a i think that's a strong play i think he's going to be in in a good position to get a goal tonight uh, right, thoughts go. on sam montenbo I prefer Jake Allen to Sam Montembeau. Yeah. I don't really prefer Jake Allen in general, though. So I just don't <laughs> prefer any any Habs goalie really right now. Um, yeah, I think that uh, Jake Allen is one of those really frustrating goalies who will make like some incredible saves and then let in just an awful goal. Um, I just I can't do it with him. It's too frustrating. And Montembeau, Montembeau is just I think there's some potential there, but like he needs to really really get himself into a spot where he's just too prone to awful blow up games.
1: So, right. so my soul died with the Canucks years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Alex, you are ready to give up a ACL or just your entire knee in general for Kirby Doc because yes. Newhook can't play center and you hate the goaltender tonight. And you don't know still that he can't play center. To... We don't know that he can't play center. Yeah, no, it's it's <laughs> we want to see, the... we want to see if he can play center. <laughs> Whether a professional hockey player can play center or not, at least to a, you know a high level. Uh, And you don't care for the goaltender. So it sounds like you got a ways to go before that soul is fully crushed. Uh, So if we could make that our our personal goal this season to finally push Alex over the edge,
2: uh, that'd be great. (laughs) I don't want to be in that place. I can't be there yet. It's freeing, buddy.
1: I got to tell (laughs) you, it's freeing, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So okay, so we tracked this goal at plus 330 here for a half unit. Um, That is widely or that is available at uh, DraftKings. You can find that also around plus 325, plus 320. What is the stopping point at which you'd play this uh, goal prop here, Murado down to? Uh, plus 300, I think. All right, so there you go. If you're listening to this later in the day and you're trying to uh, go out and make this bet or you're watching this back later, 300, that's it. No more after 300 or below 300. So that's where it stops now. Go to the next one. Uh, we just got a side message here from, I'm going to expose him on this one, but from our friend Matt Albert from the Wednesday show said, I may start blindly tailing Moretto's totals. Gives us one yesterday. Another winner yesterday is that's the one that saves us on his ghost pick. You've got another total for us here tonight, Moretto. We're going to look at the Coyotes Islanders game. What What side of this total are you looking at?
2: Yeah, I am looking at the under here in this uh in this game. I think you can go either way with the under six at like minus one twenty or better. Um there's a minus one fifteen at DraftKings, which is probably the number I would look to bet, um, as opposed to a plus money at under five and a half. But if you're gonna play a minus one twenty, then I'd rather lay the under five and a half at plus money. Um that's just kind of where I am with this one. I think we're getting a great goaltending matchup here with Vejmelka, who did not play last night, so he's starting tonight against Sorokin. Um, and two teams that I think are defensively pretty strong. Um, I really like what I've seen from the Coyotes in the first couple of games, and obviously the Islanders are a team that are just gonna, you know, slow the pace. Not a ton of firepower. Um, not, you know not a team that's easily broken down defensively. I just kind of like the matchup here for an under at uh, these prices. So yeah, under five and a half plus money or under six minus 120 or better. You can kind of play it whichever way you want there. You can do a half unit on each, whatever, have fun with it.
0: All right. We'll track it at the uh, under six minus 115 uh, as our pick there. But also just want to say that Logan Cooley uh, pick, I still think it was it was great above the 400. There is the one available there uh, still sitting out there. I still think that those are going to be something I'm going to continue to play because watching this kid, I think he is the real deal, and I still just feel like that it's still coming down from where it was. We saw at 500s in the first game, down to 490, 480, and now we're down to 450 here with him. I I think that that's still going to be a play. For me. Not are you playing it tonight though in a uh, in
2: a two one game against Elias Sorokin?
0: And that's exactly what I was gonna say. It's not not for me here tonight. It's not something I would give out as best bet. I don't know that I would even play it. I'm not sure. I would be something I would kind of wait on here tonight. But in this one where I think it's gonna be like very tight, uh, it's kind of hard to get behind. But in the future, those numbers sitting around there, I think are probably pretty decent for me going forward.
1: When do we start getting involved in Calder Trophy bets for Logan
2: Cooley? I'm not I'm not I'm not there because I missed the boat on it I think and uh, I've got a lot of Bedard and I'm just gonna ride I'm just gonna either go down with the ship or um just hope that the the hype pushes them over the top
1: well so here's the thing with the hype with regards to Bedard and again I like I preface this by saying like I am dying to find somebody other than Bedard to win this award because I just patently reject the idea of a minus 175 favorite three games into you know a rookie season. He's obviously gets the attention every single game, right? It's Bedard's playing here, Bedard's playing there, first goal, first point, blah, 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 blah. At a certain point, getting that attention is going to be a bad thing when the production doesn't necessarily go with it. Like if you were if the spotlight is on you for all 82 games and you score 17 goals, that's 65 games where it was kind of disappointing for everybody kind of paying attention and watching, right? When all I've heard in the in the first forty minutes here is just glowing Logan Cooley uh, talk. Right now, I realize Arizona like you're never going to get sort of that that kind of attention necessarily. But are we ruling out the idea that like he just has the same amount or more points than than Bedard at this point at the end of the season?
2: Oh no, nope. he's on better teams, better situation. Yeah, um, don't think he's a better player, but doesn't necessarily have to be a better player. He's a year older too. But that's the same. Like, is he better player? Like,
1: you don't think he's a better player right now, or you don't think he's a better player? Like, I don't think he's a better player right now
2: or in the future. Okay, I I just want. I'm just trying to
1: gauge where the like. There's a lot of excitement here with Logan Cooley. I just want to gauge where we are as far as like in comparison to Bedard. And then obviously, if we get to a point where we're humming and hawing about it, one's minus one seventy five and the other's plus seven
0: fifty. Right. Well, I think for me, like watching it and even the hype that I'm giving it is more just based on. Every single person watching Connor Bedard had expected Connor Bedard to be of a certain caliber, and reality is whether the points are there, the goals are there right now or not, I think that his level of play has kind of lived up to it because it's like okay. I'm watching that game last night. Every single time that this kid hops over the boards, it feels like he's a threat to score. Yeah, you're nervous. The Logan – yeah, like you're kind of sitting there like, oh my God, this guy's going to make an impact on the game. The Logan Cooley thing for me is just like – I knew who was going to be a good player. Um, I was. It, I will say I did watch a lot of the Frozen Four and stuff. My sisters went to Quinnipiac, so I was watching them go Quinnipiac along their journey and just a humble brag along. right there. Well, I, I'm just saying, like that I was watching along to see who was going on and who they were going to be playing against if they could get through. And then at the same time, you've got I was following along with what Matthew Nice is doing. It's like, wow, this coolie kid is very, very good. And then it's like, okay, how does he translate? it just kind of exceeded expectations is more my thoughts of where it was at. And then I'm seeing some of these numbers pop up and I'm going, well, he's playing on a second line with either NHL players and Zucker and Kerfoot and he's getting power play time. And it's just more, where did we think he was going to be? Where is he right now? Whereas Bedard is like, he, we thought he was going to be incredible. He's pretty incredible.
1: Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I just wanted to get the, get the sort of comparison going there because again, like, you can be afraid every time he jumps on the ice, but if the puck stop, you know, just refuses to go in the net over the course of a period of time, right? You, like the numbers aren't just going to, aren't just not going to add up right now. Again, he might have a hat trick in literally his next game. And then it's just like, it restarts the cycle of excitement. Right. But if there's a drought of any kind, then it kind of becomes a bummer more than anything else. And then that gets affected when you start comparing to other, you know, players on other teams. Right. And we had this, you know, last year, with the Kraken, it's like all of a sudden the team makes the playoffs, and you go, Okay, like, well, who's the good players on it? It's like, well, you know, the rookie, the young, you know, the and it's like that could be, you know, sort of coyote esque, if you will. So, anyway, yeah,
0: yeah. All right, Matt, we're gonna go to you for this pick here. Uh, it's Tuesday. I saw mm-hmm. the comment way earlier in the chat. What else would it be without the LA Kings playing on a Tuesday? What do you got for us here tonight well, when it comes down to the LA Kings I'm jumping ahead to this one because I think people are interested to uh, hear your thoughts between the Kings and the Winnipeg Jets tonight
1: yeah I mean let's get the odds board up there Zach uh, honestly this is this is as much as we say like look at look at how well the Jets have played Alex you know he's not necessarily buying in I'm not necessarily saying I'm buying in I might buy in if this is literally any other team tonight. But it's the Kings, and it's the Kings on a Tuesday. So uh, we got, what, plus 116 right there. Is that uh, – there was some plus 118 earlier, so we're coming down a little bit. So time to hop on this uh, while we can. Basically anything with a plus in front of it was going to be good enough for me on the Kings here. Kudos to the Jets for playing really well. Obviously, I hope they keep playing pretty well, just not necessarily tonight or at least not as well as the Kings. And honestly, they may even outplay the Kings. But if the puck goes in the net more for the Kings, I would be uh, thrilled with that. So, yeah, I mean, this is just going, you know, keeping my preseason priors intact and not getting over my skis here about the Jets, even though I do acknowledge that they threw what two or three games here have played well, right? So this is sticking more to the priors than getting influenced by what I'm seeing, even though I'm acknowledging that the Jets have played better than anybody really thought. And again, I was high on them enough to throw a 10 to one shot at them to win the division. So again, this isn't any sort of jet slander necessarily. It's really just more a commitment to my preseason um, numbers. And it's Tuesday. Right. That's the other thing. So, yeah. a tuesday. Some you, gotta bump them,
2: you gotta bump them three percent at least when it's a tuesday yeah
1: <laughs> get some tacos maybe a churro and
0: really have a night you know that whole like carry on or uh call it off thing that we did earlier this is mm-hmm. like turn it up ludicrous speed here on the uh on the la kings if they're playing on a tuesday like anything you had on them ahead just take it up a notch because they're playing on tuesday (laughs) yeah Yeah. Uh, moreto so we give out one bet in this game you've got another one here tonight what is it and uh what are we looking at what are we locking in here
2: yeah we're going to the uh total market here and i'm going to play another under um i would prefer uh under six and a half at uh like minus 120 or better that's Seems like it's pretty widely available. So a lot of like 115s, 114s, some one bunch of 120s. Uh, yeah. yeah. So anything 120 or better under six and a half is a play for me. I think the Kings are going to be a bit more of an under team for me this year. Has not come to fruition yet, at least based on the score lines. Uh, a 5-2 loss, a 6-5 loss so far. They've been bleeding goals. Um, I don't think this is a team that should be bleeding goals defensively they're very strong i think getting on the road here is actually going to help them out a little bit um just get back to their game a little bit more so start trying to play the matchups a little more you know let to let kopitar let these guys kind of play that sound defensive hockey that they are known for um i think this is just a good spot to kind of sell high on this king's team that has been a mess defensively and bleeding goal so far even though the underlying numbers don't necessarily support that um i think that this total is just a little bit too high here and uh... I, yeah, I, I really like this under quite a bit, actually.
0: All right. There you go. Second best bet. So two locked in there. Uh, we are through seven best bets on tonight's game. We got one more official play, uh, before we kind of close things out and wrap this one up here. Um, I saw a comment earlier here tonight or today about tonight's game from so money, just all caps stars. Is this the side you're leaning here tonight uh, in the Dallas Stars game between them and the Vegas Golden Knights? Yeah, it is. Um,
2: kind of uh, killed the suspense here, but um, yes, the Stars are the side. I, I this is I was on the show last Tuesday. I gave out the Kraken against Vegas. Um, obviously, mm. that didn't quite come to fruition. Although I think maybe we deserved that one a little bit more. Um, I'm just again I'm just selling on Vegas a little bit here. Super high on the Stars overall this season not as high on Vegas. Um, I think that Vegas, what we've seen from them so far has not been like super impressive. Obviously, they're 3-0 right now. They haven't really allowed many goals. They played two brutal teams and a third team that is not brutal, but they cannot score goals. And we've seen that already. Um, this is going to be a much tougher test against the Stars offense that I think can score a ton of goals and has a lot in them. Um, I like them at this price. I think that I would go up to like minus one fifteen even with this, and uh, yeah, I, I'm just I'm buying the stars here. I'm selling Vegas a little bit. It's kind of a bit of bit of both that play into this, and um, I think we're gonna see Vegas handed their first loss, and the stars get a little bit of revenge for uh, for for that Western Conference final that cost us a pretty big payout on the stars to win the West. So I like I like them to get a little bit of revenge here for all of us.
1: Okay. Yeah, even that <laughs> Ducks game on Saturday was a little bit dicey.
2: It was. It right. was. Uh, speaking of uh they haven't been super impressive scoring lines. Like they haven't been super impressive to this point, Vegas. Um no. I don't necessarily trust the goaltending to hold up, even though I keep saying that and it keeps holding up. But I mean <laughs> yeah, they haven't like they did not the yeah. <laughs> yeah. like they did not by any means dominate the sharks, they did not by any means dominate the, the ducks. Those were fairly even games. They got significantly outplayed by the Kraken, they won that one too. Again, I just selling selling on this team a little bit here and um uh, buying all the stars I can because I think this team is unbelievable uh they're like top to bottom their their depth chart is just very impressive
1: I would have liked a bit of a plus money here on the Stars given the sort of obvious reputation of the Golden Knights uh at least you know in the not so sharp community necessarily um and again the banner uh, above the arena so I can get behind, like, the idea of the bet of the Stars. It's like, man, I'd really like a better price given, like, I feel like we should be getting sort of an underdog price here, um, a, you know, going against a 3-0 Golden Knight defending Stanley Cup champion, right? But again, that might just be, right, the market being, you know, really, really sharp and aware that the Stars are, are quite live tonight to not even give us that plus money price.
0: Matt? Uh, If nothing else other than if not for the Kings Tuesdays, if that's not what you're known for on this show, one other thing would be some of these big, disgusting underdog plays. There's one that you were looking at. I know that wasn't an official best bet heading into the show. But as we've gone through here now through about just over 45 minutes of this show, you uh, may be getting towards a place where you could be playing on the San Jose Sharks here tonight we
1: are so close Zach throw up the numbers my friend uh what do we got what's the best available oh plus 280s uh just just the one so I mean if you had access to that plus 280 is basically my number to bet the Sharks tonight so when I looked up and saw that I was like oh god I guess we're doing that
2: that's so um, ugly that's, <laughs> <yeah>. so, <laughs> that's as ugly as it
0: gets play
1: it Zach
2: play they it, might play have it. six shots tonight against the Hurricanes play i gonna buddy. hope two of them go in
1: the disgusting brothers don't, don't
2: call us that <laughs> i think
1: let, let's just put it this way right like i mean again super small sample size am i making like high level massive decisions like writing this team off because they haven't been particularly great to start the year no but carolina is not doing the things that we like about carolina the driving play at even strength the metrics that are like insanely good in the last couple of seasons just hasn't been the case so far Right. They're in doing the California road trip situation thing, by the way, like they blew, you know, speaking of the Kings, right? Like one of the things I like with the Kings is the fight that they showed against Carolina on Saturday where they're down five, two, and they force the X, you know, the tie there and, and going to, uh, to overtime. So I just look at this and I go, like, if it wasn't for the fact that we all love Carolina, because we all like respect their sort of history when it comes to the regular season metrics, We'd be probably looking to fade a team that is basically about 50% across the board in their high danger, even strength chances, and their expected goal shared, even strength again, super small sample size, but they also have a handful of days off after this game, right? I'm always a little bit worried about the team that's just done the California, like three day trip, you know, couple of days off in between, you know, going from LA up, up North uh, to the Bay area. And then now, you know, then they've got Colorado coming up, which is a game that's probably a lot more circled. On their calendar, as obviously kind of a you know top two type team, uh, or at least two of the top five. So this could be a sleepy situation type situation as well. So uh, you know I just look at it and I go, okay, if you're going to give me plus 280, and maybe by the time that that number becomes more prevalent, uh, by the time the uh, puck drops on this one, then yeah, like I mean, you could say maybe it's because there isn't anything uh, other, you know, isn't dis- <laughs> nothing disgusting on the board elsewhere, but you know the Sharks. Listen, they're not any good, but uh, right now the Hurricanes aren't playing particularly well, at least to start the season. And with a lot of these teams where the end of the season matters a lot more than the start of the season, Mm it's not all that surprising, right? Like a loss to the Sharks is like a total shoulder shrug for the Hurricanes, right? Like what do they care at this point, right? So, um, yeah, if they're not doing the thing that we like about the Hurricanes, then I kind of have to look to fade the Hurricanes. Just so happens it involves the San Jose Sharks tonight, but again, that's what the price is for. So if we get up to plus two eighty, it's disgusting, brothers' time. Fair Even if helpful. Alex doesn't want to call us that. No,
2: I, I, I'm down. I, I'm down. I, I'm disgusting. Um, but if, uh, if the uh, if the Sharks, I mean, if the if the Hurricanes are indeed having this slow start, which we've seen through three games, if this is like the only, I mean we see it a lot teams to start the season slow. It kind of continues for like a couple weeks before they get going. So, I mean, this mm-hmm. is probably a spot where like, it's not bad to take that long shot price on the sharks and just hope that this sort of continues right now. And, you know, it takes a little bit of time for them to get going. It takes a little bit of time for them to get right because they have not been that team that is allowing like 13 shots and score and you know, getting 45 and still only winning two one. But you know, they're, they're relying on, like, shorthanded goals and stuff to win, yeah. too. They've they scored three shorthanded goals in three games so far. I think that's got to be some sort of record to start a season. Um, yeah, I, I don't, like, look, I, I have no interest in betting the Sharks just right now against the <laughs> Hurricanes. But, like, I, I very much see the logic in it. And now, like, I'm having a little bit of FOMO and, like, maybe I dabble. <laughs> maybe by the end of the day I dabble. Like, I, I'm not, Brothers. I haven't yet, but I might dabble. I won't. Yeah. If
1: you can yeah. lose to the Anaheim, the Anaheim Ducks six to three, you can lose three <laughs> to two in a shootout to the Sharks. The, there's I
2: mean? yeah. The, there's no way that this goes tonight other than it's either like they outshoot them forty-eight to twelve and lose two-one, or they get outplayed very and Very much win, in the realm of. Or basketball. they get outplayed <laughs> and win four-one. That's pretty much there's there's only one of two ways where it's going. So yeah. Hopefully they uh, hopefully they play well and lose.
0: Well, a few things here. So first of all, we won't uh, track this as a best bet because 280 is like the peak that is available on one book right now. But if you're looking for like that's where we're trying to get to on this, that's where you're going to try to play it. Now, part two question, there is a question in the chat here, Matt, and we'll go to you on this one. Limited Sports says full unit on the Sharks at 280. How do you you play this one? Are you going full Uh, unit, half unit?
1: Yeah, everything I do is full unit and the idea isn't okay we're going to lose a unit tonight because the reality is the probabilities are that we are going to lose a unit tonight and if that's like make or break for your life then like maybe betting isn't for you and it's more like we're over the course of the next 1,700 games, we're going to be about two or three percent above board here on these plays. I'm not saying 53 percent winners. I'm saying like our edge, our, our profitability here is going to be two, three percent from a you know individual edge standpoint. So, uh, yeah, everything you know, whether it's Blue Jackets on last Saturday at plus 200. Uh, I was going to say, is there? I mean, maybe Detroit tomorrow. That's not, not even going to be that disgusting. Um, yeah, I mean, disgusting or not, not right? Disgusting Everything, enough for
2: us. Yeah,
1: right. And that's what <laughs> that. And I was looking at the board. We're I was like, gross. well, I guess the sharks are the only gross thing. What's the price I need to bet the sharks two eighty? Yeah. And the first thing I see is a two eighty at that MGM. It's like, all right, I guess we're doing this, right? So yeah. again, I think that price might become more prevalent as you start. You know, people start piling parlays into Carolina, finishing the night, right? You're throwing two, three-game parlays all day. Like, that price might come up, up and up, and just looking for uh, Sharks money. And uh, I'll be happy to sort of slide in there at the last minute. And, uh, well, happy's probably a stretch, but I'll be uh, at least sort of willing at the last minute to grab some plus 280 with the Sharks full unit.
0: Um, okay, and uh, final thing on this Sharks one. If the Sharks happen to win this game here tonight uh Alex B Smith is going to be in for the sweat of his life until uh Thanksgiving uh American Thanksgiving cuz he said that the sharks will not win uh well I think he said he wouldn't they wouldn't win two games by American Thanksgiving so <laughs> a win tonight gets them halfway home so it's going to be a tough one for him until then uh, as far as tonight's or today's picks go for tonight's games, and also by the way, for people, I did see uh, a comment about a tougher start to the year. I mean, you can track all the picks that are given out on the show throughout the course of the season on the Betstamp app as Edgework HQ. You can see th- over the last thirty days, which would encompass the entire beginning of the season here so far, one point nine percent ROI uh, through the course of twenty-one bets that have been given out and graded here on the show thus far. So Uh, we had a tougher day yesterday but as far as the season goes still up on the year and specifically in regards to tonight's picks if you go over to Edgework HQ again uh, you can track everything given out on the season see how they move throughout the day as well tonight's picks for a recap here the Philadelphia Flyers money line plus 117 full unit there Raphael Harvey Pinard Anytime goal scorer, plus 330, good, down to plus 300, half unit on that. Minnesota Wild, minus 129, full unit there, money line. The Arizona Coyotes, New York Islanders, under six, minus 115, money line, full unit. The LA Kings, Winnipeg Jets, under six and a half, minus 115, full unit there. LA Kings money line, of course, Kings Tuesdays, plus 116, full unit. And the Dallas Stars money line, minus 107, for a full unit so quick to run through flyers money line plus 117 harvey pinard anytime goal plus 330 wilds money line minus 129 the coyotes islanders under six minus 115 la kings winnipeg jets under six and a half minus 115 la kings money line plus 116 and the dallas stars money line minus 107 boys we got a lot of pets here tonight i think this might have been like the biggest card that i've had to run through even including dating back to yet last year when todd would hammer away at the shots on goal props this felt this felt even bigger than what some of those <laughs> just cards. just frantically were trying to track
2: 35 bets in like 10 seconds
0: i know those are the ones i was like Okay, Todd, I need you to just like take two extra seconds so that I can at least click the button before we go because otherwise I'm going from game to game to game smashing player props in here. So I need to slow down a little bit, but there you go. Those are all the picks for tonight. Uh, if you do want to track along with those, you can find us in the Betstamp app as Edgework HQ. Appreciate everyone who tuned in here today make sure to hit that like button about half the people watching right now have hit like. So that's just not enough. Just straight up. We do appreciate smash the support, it. but smash the like button. I mean, it's that simple. It takes two seconds coming on here, giving out winners Monday through Friday, 10 30 AM Eastern time. Moretto, Matt, thank you guys so much for taking the time to do this here today. I'll be back tomorrow morning, another Moretto and Matt, but different Matt on tomorrow, Matt Albert. Look forward to seeing everyone back here tomorrow morning. 10 30 a.m eastern time enjoy the games here today good luck on your bets let's have a day